Hi. Hi. Give it a college go. Give it a college go. Which, like, doesn't totally make sense. Oh, yeah. You can hear a difference. Yeah. Wait, because of the room? Yeah, it's okay. What is it like? I'm not very adept to it. You just sound like you're in a hall. Oh. (laughs) It's okay. You're right. You got some reverb. Me too. Oh. It's all right. I'll, I'll deal with it later. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of As Woo Woo As You Want. Oh, we did that together. Yeah. Uh, with Celine and Jeremiah. Hello. Hi. Yeah, it does sound different. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's okay for now. It's it's not too bad. Um, but for our listeners out there, I just switched rooms in my apartment. Um, I moved the studio into the living room and I haven't had a chance to panel the walls. So that's why it's a little boomy in here. Hallway. Yeah. Flammy. Flammy. (laughs) Did you make that word up? No, flammy. Who made that up? It's kind of like a shimmery high sound. Oh. Flams. Flams. Yeah. That sounds made up, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Flammy. flammy. So this episode's about flammy. Flammy. <laughs> flammy. I know. I'm getting over this like massive cold I had. Yeah. It was gross. But you seem okay. Thank you. I took a lot of herbal medicine. What did you take? I took, well, I took oil of oregano and then these little tinctures that had like... Oh. Ashwagandha, peppermint oil, reishi, mm, astragalus, just a bunch of stuff. I so, like overdid it. I also astra- just slept a lot. Astragalus? Astragalus just sounds like a metal band. <laughs> astragalus. Yeah, it does. It w- I would listen to that band. Yeah. Well, um, sleeping always helps me when I'm Oh, sleeping. and also colloidal silver. Okay. As a nasal spray. Oh. Love it. So there's a lot of stuff. If you take too much of it, you're gonna turn um, blue because it's a metal. Okay. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know. So that's good to know. Yeah, just some tips for anyone who's going through that seasonal cold situation. Ugh, so gross. Um, but today's episode. Yeah. We're gonna talk about. The shadow. The shadow. And the shadows. Yeah, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool... Shadow work is an interesting thing to get into because it's really about your unconscious. Okay. Desires, things that you're you're kind of ashamed of or you are like embarrassed about. Mm. And it's about integrating emotional alchemy. Of both of those sides of yourself. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So alchemy is all about changing a substance from something that's sort of dull and, you know, non-remarkable to something that's precious and interesting. And so emotional alchemy is about, is doing that, but with the self. Huh. That's a cool metaphor. Yeah. Um, so it's also... 
you know, psychology wise, it's a Jungian concept, Carl Jung. Yes. That and guy. that guy. Um, and he talks about the shadow self a lot. And hmm. so it's an interesting thing to integrate into yourself. Yeah. Um, it's challenging, though, because it's, it's just recognizing, like, the darker aspects of your personality. Right. And honoring them and being like, actually, you're also valid. Right. And important. And I see you. Yeah. So to go down that path, <clears throat> I think, can be very emotionally jarring for a lot of people. I, yeah, for sure. Right. Totally. Um, what else? Can, how else do I talk about this in a way that makes sense? Um, so it's sort of like if you have, you have two personalities, right? You have the one that's like you're waking, the one that you and I are talking, and then you have your like silent, darker aspect, which is, you know, it can even be like, it's like kind of the like evil, bad self that you are. Yeah. And the one that you don't want anyone to see. Or if that person comes out, you're like, oh my God, shoot. Why? I didn't want anyone to see that. Yeah. But so, and that division creates tension in our everyday life. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that like inability to recognize and accept the kind of like darker part of yourself, the stuff that you don't want to talk about or the stuff that you just do in private. Mm-hmm kind of creates a disharmony between the wills of who you are. So you have a divided will. Wow. And a divided will, according to like a lot of like esoteric kind of like alchemy, magic, shadow work, a divided will creates an inability for like manifestation to happen in its purest form. Okay. So it's a lot different than a lot of like new agey, like law of attraction stuff or, you know, manifesting what you want to happen in your life because it acknowledges the darker aspect of your life and who you are and that you have to accept that kind of darkness to get to kind of become a fully self-actualized version of yourself and then you can manifest and then you can have all these things. And does that mean... Um incorporating the darkness into the light such that the darkness gets absorbed into the light or it's actually just integrating your dark and light into this kind of dualistic integrating. Whole being. Okay. Because, you know, we live in a world of polarity. There's mm -hmm. light, there's dark, there's hot, there's cold, mm -hmm. there's positive energy, there's negative energy and yeah. they coexist, right? Yeah. Everything is just a yin to a yang. Yeah. And, as, as we are too, humans, right? So it's accepting that duality within the self. Okay. And it being like empowered by it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's really cool. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. Yeah. You described that really beautifully. Well, I've been really into it the last year. What, what mo motivated you? Because I... Uh, So this is heavy and I'm just going to go there. But a lot of the experience of watching my mom go through cancer and then, you know, heal herself. And she did in many ways. But a lot of it is that 
she never was into looking at the dark part of it, like giving into sadness or like Mm. saying it's a struggle. Like she was not that way. And that was wonderful and beautiful. And it was like very powerful to see. But to me, I was like, but this is like shitty. This is bad. This is horrible. And so like ever since then, I've been like, you know, like there is beauty, but then there's also like pain and suffering. And like, what is that about? Like, why is that... Why are they both holding such a hold on everything? Like, what is that root about? And then I sort of looked in, like, shadow work. And I feel like it can offer a lot of healing about stuff. Yeah. 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 Instead of kind of turning a blind eye or, like... um, Well, what's that? Spiritual bypassing? Yeah, spiritual bypassing. Which I don't really know that what that totally means. Do you? It's like when you avoid something. Um, yeah, it's it's like <laughs> it's like uh, if something's challenging to you, you just say you you just like avoid it instead of confronting it. Right. Um, so I think so. That actually is what brought, and I I like want to confront stuff, you know, and so yeah. I think shadow work does that. Yeah, through like various tools. Can you expand on some of the tools? Well, I think it's, so you have to change the way in which you feel about your darker versions of yourself, like internally. So like, say there's something, um, so I was listening to this web webinar, webinar, Mm -hmm. yeah, with Carolyn Elliott, who's like the witch from um, Pennsylvania. Sex witch. Yeah, sex magic. No, wait. Yeah. Yeah, sex magic, but she calls it existential kink. Okay. So, you know, yeah, it's a big like sex, it's big into sexual energy, which yeah. like, I I don't know. I haven't dipped my toe into that, like how that manifests totally. But so she, for example talks about how, like, if something doesn't go your way, like you're giving a presentation and like the audio isn't working and then you have to cancel it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, there is a part of your being that actually finds that like struggle and that kind of like, what did she say? Oh, the scarcity of the experience as like enjoyable. Yeah. And so she's like, give in to not give in, but like, honor and appreciate and like say that is valid as an experience Mm -hmm. so that you actually kind of like put a different light into that like feeling and desire of like failure it's interesting that like very weird yeah sorry i didn't want to interrupt you but i just thought it was interesting that you said like put a different light yeah into it which i just thought was a really interesting turn of phrase for that for the dark yeah well, because it is, it's like seeing a darkness, but like in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even yeah. for me, I'm like, wow. So I've, you know, like struggled with money and not having enough. And so like, according to this, some part of me is intrigued and like likes that kind of like lacking emotion. Yeah. I totally get that. Which like mind-blowing to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I I have no doubt that that's in my psyche too. I mean, something that I'm working through. But for me, at least, it's this idea of... Uh, it, t- it ties into worthiness. 
you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's easier to like not have a lot of money than it is to have money. It's almost like, the, it's like there's all this obligation or just this sense of like, it's almost a burden to have a lot of money, you know, in a weird way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe I'm saying that from a privileged perspective, but I have been in situations where like, I really didn't have a lot. Um, and, uh, that's not fun. And I'm not saying that, you know, it, it's, it's something, it, it all comes back to this stuff that we were talking about with like you, your soul agrees to take on curriculum in this life that your conscious self is like, why the fuck? Yeah. You know, but it's, that is your Prabhupada karma, karma. That is your life less. Those are your life, life lessons. And it's the difficulty and how hard it is, it's precisely the point. It's because that's ex literally what you're working through in this incarnation. Yeah. And it's interesting to view. So then if you view it from this sort of like shadowy work, you're saying yes to the duality that we exist in. Yeah. And so then once you kind of like integrate, if you like try to integrate both sides, you kind of create a whole different experience of your life. So that like negative bad stuff is actually like, you know, you can kind of get into like the, the emotional uh, kind of like me meshing of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I'm not an expert on this obviously, and I don't know all the ways to practice it. I've definitely like looked into it a lot, but I just think it's really fascinating. Well, it, it it's kind of an, um, an exercise in transcending duality. Yeah. Or consenting to duality. Yeah. She uses that a lot. Huh. You can, you can, you're consenting to, you know, the, the kind of like whatever is going to happen. Yeah. That's pretty wild. That's because that's similar to surrender work in a certain way. Well, Yeah. I mean, yes, you are surrendering to whatever it is. Yeah. But, you know, it's not, you, you know how we always talk, Jeremiah and I always kind of have this like discussion of, <laughs> we're almost on the same page, but we're not about like <laughs> surrendering. And then I'm more like, but there has to be an intention. And he's like, no, but that is the intention. And I'm like, no, but well, there's more. <clears throat> and so I think, you know, it, yeah, it is kind of that. It's like the transmutation of the intention or not. That's a great I like transmutation. Such a dope word. Isn't that so rad? Yeah. Transmutation. <laughs> yeah, these are my favorite words right now. Transmutation, emotional alchemy. Um, yeah, emotional alchemy is isn't cool. Isn't that just like powerful? Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, shadow work. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of like... Um, you know, uh, turning, uh, people always say like, it's not a problem. It's an opportunity, you know? I mean, that's a very yeah. surface level way of thinking no. of it, but yeah. 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 And it's really, it's putting you back into your own power. Mm -hmm. And in this webinar yesterday, she read this, um, quote from the Corpus Hermeticum, which is this very old, uh, magical text. And there's this whole kind of like a section she reads about Hermes and she's talking to humans and she's mm -hmm. like, it, it, the whole thing is about understanding 
that you are greater than you think you are. Mm. And once you understand your like power and like you go, you can go like super high and you can go super low, then you kind of come face to face with your own divinity. And once you can do that, you know, all bets are off. Yeah. So actually divinity is also another one of my favorite words. Yeah. It's no, it's, it's like your own godliness. Yeah. And you are both light and dark. Oh my God, am I becoming too much of a witch, Jeremiah? No, that's cool. <laughs> Witches are cool. <laughs> Witches are cool. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, my mom yesterday yes. sent me this. It was David Brooks, right? Yeah. Yeah. David Brooks wrote an op-ed in the Times um, about like the occult on the rise and yeah, it's so us, funny. us millennials liking that kind of stuff. But, you know, he's he's an old, he's a baby boomer white dude, so he's coming at it from such a like specific perspective yeah um where he's like no it's a trend and it's not gonna last and you know this and that where i i personally think it's tied to a much larger shift in in you know the patriarchal world to the feminine well what's cool about all like the kind of like occult pagan stuff is that it does just give you back a position of power you know like you are it's uh, you. You are in the driver's seat of your reality. Yeah. And you can surrender to that. Do you like how I said that? Surrender. That was good. Yeah, thanks. That was good. Thanks. Well, that's like you know that like we were just saying earlier that Celine was talking about like where we always kind of wrestle with um, this you know the stuff that I do with Tosha. That's like her main point is, you know, um, there is there's totally such a thing as law of, law of attraction. Um, but there's also your parabda karma. And so while you are completely 100% a divine being, mm. um, you have come into this world with a specific agenda. And I think what's interesting is, you know, a lot of the woo stuff we talk about, and I think a lot of this, the witchy stuff, like even the crystals or feng shui or, you know, any of, any of these things where it's like you start to, you're almost being a conscientious uh, hacker, for lack of a better word, mm. of your own like spiritual journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, like you're intrinsically bound to your spirit. So there's a part of you that like already knows that you're going to be taking that path. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a really interesting way of approaching existence. Yeah. Because you're, you know, I think, I, I think some people don't really think about this stuff or don't, um, they just kind of see themselves as like a human and that they're going to live and then they're going to die. Yeah. Um, and I think like when you start to, there's actually, um, in, on the Seth Speaks Instagram, there's a great uh, repost where um, uh, it was a Seth quote about basically the idea that like if a human doesn't um, doesn't uh, believe in reincarnation, that you're essentially you have a limited sense of existence. It's like you almost need to you need to agree to the idea of reincarnation in order to like continue to transcend right in a spiritual way right to understand that this is one of many incarnations right you mean there that specific person 
is not at the place where they want to do that. Like it's, it's, it's incredibly limited to just think that you have one life and that's it. Like from a traditional Western kind of psychological perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I also, I just feel like I'm at this place with all these ideas that I'm like, if you just don't want to think about it and it doesn't resonate with you, that's totally fine with me. Yeah. You know, like it's this weird thing where I don't feel like I have to explain something or show you some like math or science or show you a book if you're just not there. Yeah. But that's a new, I think that's a new place for me. Like I don't feel. It's nice. Yeah. For a while I feel like I felt like I had to like explain it or not talk about it because it's just kind of all these ideas, you know, I'm like, no, no, no. Because I didn't know how to, like, it was a, a maybe an ego thing. Uh, hmm. Wait, you, you wanted to, you wanted to talk about it and you wanted no. to get other people on board or you didn't? I didn't. But if I, and then I felt kind of like defensive about it, I guess. Right. Mm. Like, but now I don't have that defense mechanism anymore. So maybe that was part of your shadow self that you've... Oh, I love the shadow stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you've incorporated into the light. Maybe. I mean, also shadow stuff also talks a lot about um, the sexual... Or maybe it's just Carolyn Elliott. I don't know if that's just her version of shadow work. I don't know if like Carl Jung talked about sexual energy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Honk your horn if you're horny. No, um, sorry. <laughs> But I mean, sex is definitely, you brought it up and I I actually wanted to talk about it a little bit because it's such, such a taboo subject, even still, like, it's just crazy, you know, that, um, it just, it's, it's still taboo. Is it? I I don't know. I I still feel like there's a lot of kind of repression around it and like shame around it. And I mean, we are in New York, so it's different, but like just in the mainstream media, just stupid shit. Like you still can't, you still can't put tits on like Instagram or like, you know, like, um, I think particularly in American culture, uh, you know, you can watch like, uh, 30,000 people get blown to bits, um, like incredibly graphically, but you can't see a nipple. Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, These are like cultural norms that we've just lived under for decades now, yeah. the centuries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when she talks about like using sexual energy to like manifest and create, it's like kink energy, like BDF, like BDSM. Yeah. Like that kind of like sexual energy where you're like, it's like shadow stuff. It's like bondage like, and like yeah. that kind of stuff, which like, I don't have much experience experience with <laughs> but as far as we know as far let's see as how i far know, I know. Shadow like, goes <laughs> imagine um but i think it's really interesting to to to, Just, to talk about that because yeah. no one talks about that because it's kind of uncomfortable and like taboo yeah well it's empowering too i think there's something empowering it's an uh, there's an irony to empowering your subness you know, oh my God, cool. right? Like there, yeah. there's something empowering about being like, yeah, I want to be dominated. Yeah. Right. And, and like admitting that or, or vice versa. Um, I mean, that's obviously more obvious. I'm, it's empowering 
saying right. you want to be dominant. Right, but right. For some people, have they have a hard time saying, I want to be dominant. I want to dominate right. in that kind of relationship. Um, yeah. So... Maybe we we should see if we could get her we on the get, show. Oh my god, that'd be cool. It'd be, it'd be she's great to have talk a baby about. soon. So. Okay. Yeah, it would be because the way she talks about it is the way that I'm like, huh, like, huh, okay, like you know, explore that or see what that means and use that like energy. Yeah. That comes from that shadow kink thing. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's super powerful because you know, relating back to our chakra episode. Like the second chakra is mm-hmm. a very powerful, fertile place of creativity. It's one of the main um, energy centers of creativity. Yeah. Uh, clearly, I mean, where where <laughs> does a baby come from? It's the second chakra, yeah. right? So like humans are coming from that place. That's what the womb is. So to kind of utilize that and in in a way where um, you're you're harnessing the the being that you are, you right. know, the it's, physicality that you are in a way that, you know, hopefully is beneficial. Well, I also think it's like what you, you know, what you were saying earlier about like living under this kind of like patriarchy mm-hmm. of a society where like sexuality, like, you know, women and like kind of like all of that kind of like free energy and like that power has been just like corked in a bottle for so long. Yeah. And... I think exploring that, and I think that's coming up more, you know? People it's are coming kinda, up more, for sure. People are going to, you know, we're all going to just, like, live in a giant commune soon. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I know it's, like, very <laughs> optimistic. It's probably definitely not happening. Yeah. But that's, like, it's funny because we were talking about Buffy earlier, but, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or <sighs> another another um, another kind of precursor to what it, to the era that I think we we're entering right now is uh, the Da Vinci Code. Um, mm, did you read that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I read it and I saw the. Did they make a movie? Yeah, Tom Hanks. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but but those were were a couple of I feel like precursors. I mean, the '60s I think was like the obvious precursor. Um, and David Brooks talks about that uh, in this op-ed. He says like, you know, this is the age of the Aquarius again, and young people are like. Kind of well, yeah, we all like do these kind love. of like cyclical patterns yeah. as a as a world. Yeah, but I but like I said, I I really do think we are. Th- this cycle is a larger cycle. Yeah, I, that's just that's just there's something intuitively that I just uh, from what I've read and and f- you know from what I feel and I think most people can agree like ser- there's some like serious shit going down in it's terms vi- of like yeah, humanity. It's just very very polarized yeah yeah but i loved um i highly recommend that everyone check out uh you know our our guest a couple episodes kyle freeman kyle had a really wonderful um explanation of feng shui on our website and we linked it um in our episode description check that out because one thing that uh, i know she after we recorded the episode, she was a little bummed that she didn't go into it further, but she wanted to talk about chi. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how it's and, different and, than energy. Yeah, it's, and it's different than energy. And um, I hope I get this right. Forgive me if I'm not, Kyle. But I'm pretty, from what I remember from her description, chi is broken up into, um, there's like, a, I don't know the terminology that exactly that she used, but there was like kind of obvious 
chi, like just mm-hmm. like the normal kind of energy chi that we always talk about. But there's also um, like symbolic chi, which is like the metaphorical symbolic world that we live in. And I feel like my the connections that I've been making as we've been doing the, this podcast is there's this kind of reality that we all live in, but you can also look at it in a symbolic way. And I feel like the shadow self stuff, feng shui, crystals, all of these things, like secret geometry, when you start to look at your world symbolically and less literally, you're kind of tapping into a different way of perception and existence. Well, I think what it does is it makes it more, one, fun, and two, a game. For you. I think it's terrifying for some people. Well, is it though? Because if you know. really look at your world in a symbolic way, it takes some... If you're just living a version of... How do, you, how do I explain this in a way that's like not scary? <laughs> <laughs> like if it's just... A reflection of your inner world, right? Your outer world, your circumstances, all these things. Like they're, if it's just a dream, then it's very malleable. Yeah. Right? Like that's not scary. Like, you know, you can have a nightmare and you can dream something and then you wake up and you're like, well, it was just a dream, whatever. If you view your world in like a less, uh, I think you become less reactive to stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not as personal. Like you're like, I'm unhappy about this. Well, why don't I change it if it's just kind of a reflection of my inner world? Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's empowering, I think. It's like, cool, like this isn't what I think it is. I'm bigger than I think I am. Like, let me try some stuff out. What's what? Am, what's going to happen? Yeah. What does it matter? Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I, I think that's when you, part of that is like kind of, but it's scary. You're right. I think it can be scary <laughs> for people. I think. I well, think, I think it should kind of be too. Okay. You know, like there's we live in a we live in a dual world. Not everything is like happy, joy, bubble time. And I feel like we're gonna differ, you're gonna disagree with me on that one. No, I agree with you. Well, in the sense of like. I mean, I know you know what I'm, what I guess I mean is like, I, like the fear can be kind of fun. Do you like scary movies? Sometimes. Wait, expand on that. The fear can be fun. Yeah. Well, I feel like we can use fear in a different way. Like it'll be freeing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be as powerful as meditating and like love. As an idea, as I don't know if this is for sure, but wow. like, that's, that's no, that's something I think. Cause I think that's onto something. Like, I feel like if we can like unlock that, you would kind of become really different. Yeah. I guess my, I love that we're talking about. Yeah. And that's like shadow stuff, right? Like embracing the fear. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I keep, you know, we're talking about duality. We're talking about dark and light. I, I'll never forget this passage in um, an autobiography of a yogi where Yogananda talks about going into this meditation. Um, you know, he lived through both world wars. Mm-hmm. 
So you can imagine, you know, a man of God or, you know, a guru or whatever you want to call him, um, a saint, if you, you know, if that floats your boat, um, someone who's clearly very enlightened, uh, living in um, one of the most violent eras of human history, if not the most violent era in human, of human history. And um, I believe it was during the Second World War when he had or it may have been the first actually, when he had this uh, meditation where he was asking, you know, um, the divine or whatever, the universe uh, for clarity. Like how could so much pain and suffering and death exist on this plane? Like, I don't understand, yeah. you know? And he, it's inc it's like really intense. He basically somehow... Um, found himself in the body of a uh, soldier mm -hmm. who gets killed. Mm. And so he experiences this man's death. Mm. And then after the death, he, I don't know, is in this other realm where like a voice kind of comes to him and talks about how the earthly plane is one of light and dark. And um, I'm going to murder this word, <laughs> but... um. Uh, it's the painting term for light and dark, chiaroscuro. Um, um, it's it's an Italian word. Chiaroscuro. Yeah, hold on, I'm gonna look it up. There's another term like that called modulation, where all colors start and begin and then end as one. I wonder if it's the same thing. Oh, that's it. It's chiaroscuro. So C-H-I-A-R-O-S-C-U-R-O. And according to Wikipedia, uh, chiaroscuro in art is the use of strong contrast between light and dark, usually bold contrast affecting a whole composition. So the whole idea was like, what I was saying. yeah, the world we live in, what gives it form, what literally what gives it form is light and dark. I mean, that's also going back to Seth, that's like a framework. Right. Like, we're in that framework. This is our design here. I just, like, got hit with something. Really? That was weird, yeah. I just, like, felt, like, very clear in a weird way. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, we live in a world of light and dark. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, my dad will be happy <laughs> I'm bringing this in. But, like, the Old Testament, right? And then there was light. Um yeah, you I know, mean, this like, isn't like a this isn't a new, new thing concept at all. at all. But so the thing that I've been struggling with is, you know, with a lot, like even with with the Yogananda stuff, with with a lot of yoga philosophy or, or uh, Buddhism or any of the, these things, where like you're starting to transcend mm -hmm. the dualistic framework. Go well. So I think this is where the shadow comes in, and because okay. I think like transcending the duality when we're only focused on one part of it isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why like we struggle with all these things. It's like, we don't, and also everyone kind of like poo poos the spiritual movement because it is so much about focusing on like the positives and the gratitude and all that kind of stuff. But your gratitude is for the things that are great. Right. And not, for your experiences that have like damaged you and like hurt you and um, 
you know, so transcending something when you're, it's like the young thing, the Carl Jung thing, when he talks about the divided wills, a divided will can't move forward. Mm -hmm. So these transcending things, I say, I agree. It's a struggle because I don't know, you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, I've lost what I was thinking. No, that's okay. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's been my struggle is like understanding that we live in this world of light and dark and, um, working on myself and trying to reach that bliss that is beyond Mm -hmm. light and dark. Yeah. Um, because I do think there is something there that goes beyond it. For sure. And I don't know what that is. Um, and it's kind of, again, related to like, I think, you know, we were just talking about it earlier and I think it's going to keep coming up in our podcast because, um, in order for you to really start to live some of these things and incorporate some of these things, you have to transcend this concept that you're just human. You really have to understand that you're a soul and, um, that means accepting darkness and, um, like, again, there, your path, um, is going to have dark periods because that's how you learn, you know? And that's also just the construct of the nature of the reality in which we live in. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other constructs that are like, you know, fifth dimension, sixth dimension, you know, different stuff where they don't have this like polarization so much. So it's cool that you said that because I think one way of transcending the light and the dark is dealing with the fourth dimension, which is time. Right. Which is nuts. Yeah. So I feel like... Elaborate what you mean on that. Well, I haven't finished The Power of Now. Okay. <laughs> but I'm about halfway through it. You got the gist. And I got the gist of it. Yeah. And, you know, his argument, which I, 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 I agree, um, Eckhart Tolle, is this idea that, you know, essentially all of our problems are stem from our past or our future selves because we're not living in the present. And that if you're actually fully in the present, there is no, there is no problem. Right. It's void. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. And like, that's when you actually can start to to transcend. Right. It's like, you're not defined by who you are or who you're going to be. You just are. Are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's so hard to do, but I feel like, you know, I use that a lot when I used to have more anxiety and like the power of now really helped me with that. Mm-hmm. Because anxiety is, you know, you're worried. It's a fear thing. You're worried about something that's going to happen right. that happened. Uh, right. Right? Right. And so if you're just like, hold on, like right now, nothing's happening. Yeah. It's so simple. Yeah. That's like, I use that a lot when like things were really tough money-wise. Yeah. Like the anxiety was overpowering and like I lived in terror And one way I was able to over, one thing that it did was it like, it threw me into the present because it was like the sheer fear 
like like let, allowing my brain to go into the future and to like worry future was just like not um it it wasn't a uh um trying to think of the word it it wasn't a feasible thing <laughs> like for my psyche it like wasn't feasible to go that that like to well go there. i feel like it's also there's some survival thing going on you know yeah yeah um, and, and one thing, one thing I'll say is I'll, I'll do a little preview next week. We do have a guest and, um, should I say your name? I, I think so. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, Leslie Galbraith, oh my God. uh, an astrology reader, uh, here in, uh, Brooklyn, New York will mm-hmm. be coming to join us on the cast. We're so super looking forward to it. So psyched. And, um, I had a reading with her for my birthday last, uh, week, courtesy of Melissa. Thank you, Bay, And, um, you know, one thing that she said was like, I had all this stuff happening in my second house right. and my second house is the house of like money, worth, value, all of these things. So like, I know that that's part of my shadow self and that is something that I'm, you know, have been working on. Um, and I think you don't need to have an astrology reading to know like where you need to do your work. Um, but it can definitely help. Well, depending on how like self-aware you are, yeah, I think like you and I may be like very introspective, but like you know maybe someone else is like, well, I don't know, yeah, what's going on? Why are all these things happening? Right? Why is everyone it's... being mean to me? Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you love doing what? Well, what are you bringing to the table? What do you mean? As in, like, why is everyone being mean to me? Oh, yeah. No, I know. That's, like, my favorite thing. Like, what are you attracting? Yeah. What are you putting out there? Right. Because it's so powerful, you know? Like It is powerful. And it's so hard to hear. It's so hard to hear when yeah. you're like, well, I'm just sad. I can't find the right, like, fit or I'm broke all the time and I can't find a partner. And to be like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, when you're like, what? Yeah. But, you know... It, I feel like that's kind of, you know, if you, it's, it's hard, but then you can kind of like move forward and through the emotion and it becomes like powerful and empowering. Like you're not a victim of your life. Mm-hmm. You can like do some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause why not? What is there to lose? The world is so garbagey and like scary. So like, why not make it kind of fun? Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. And the world isn't all garbagey. Yes. It's half garbage. <laughs> it's half garbage, half delight. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's super empowering. Um, oh, what were you saying? Oh, I, I think a, a big part of that too is, and I'll, I'll keep saying it again and again, because I think I, I've known that for various things in my life where it's like, what am I doing? That's making this, why, why am you know, like, and I really think and I don't know if this plays into shadow work, but I do think you have to send love to yourself. So for well, me, well, yeah, it's yeah. all the shadow is all about sending love and like acknowledging your you love the part of you that's embarrassed or ashamed, right? And so that's the thing where like so it's the same thing, yeah. And that's why I I, I think love is actually the transcendent force. Well, for sure, because yeah. what you're doing is you're acknowledging and you're giving that part of yourself space and you're saying, no, it's okay. Come. Mm. And I'm going to like love you and honor you. So it's, you're, like I said, you're putting light into a dark Mm -hmm. and it still can be there Mm -hmm. and it's still valid. 
it's not going anywhere. You're just like, I own you and it's cool. I just think that's so rad. That's super rad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Shadow self. Shadow self. <laughs> and then what's that movie called In the Shadows? The vampire movie. Oh, um, it's so weird and what fun. We do, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Yeah. yeah, I recommend everyone watching that movie. Yeah, it's a TV show now too. Is it? There's an FX TV show. Yeah. I bet it's not as good. I heard it's okay. Really? Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> um. Again. Yeah. Crushed it. That was really good. I think that was a very interesting episode. Yeah. I hope everybody else thinks. So. I hope everyone else thinks. Shadow work is shadow work is tough, but I, it is the hardest thing. Um, and I know that there are a lot of different ways of doing it. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways, and I, I do think that if if you're interested in like learning more about it and open to it, really going to Carolyn uh, Elliott's website, and she just has a bunch of information. You can just like dip your toe, tap into that, and then look at Carl Jung. He talks about the shadow. There's a lot of stuff about it. Um, I feel like that's my new thing lately. And, you know, next time I'm going to be a god. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you already are a god. I so know. We all oh, are. boy. Um, what else? Do we have... Do you want... Do we do something? No. Yes. Well, I was... I had a couple of ideas. But Go for it. maybe one that um, is really practical... Um, is, you know, Shaman Durek talks about shadow, shadow work a lot. And, um, one thing that he says, which I think is kind of fun is like, if, if it's like a sunny day out, he'll like, you know, be standing and he'll turn to his shadow and like talk to his shadow. Oh, fun. See, that's a fun way to tackle it. Yeah. So you're like, Hey shadow, like, <laughs> I love you shadow, you know, <laughs> and then like kind of talk and yeah. just, just kind of a, approach the shadow and, yeah, and just send it love and, and bring it to the light, you know? Yeah. And I'll, j I'll add that like another way you can do it is if you have a moment in your day and you're like, maybe you like lose your temper at somebody or you become like really frustrated at something. Like try to just take a moment and be like, you know what? It's okay. Like I love that part of myself. I'm not embarrassed that I got like upset like, you know, like, and just honoring that a little bit. Yeah, we're all human. Yeah, it's kind of just like be easier on yourself. I think it's like a softness that you develop with yourself. See, it's so interesting because I think shadow work, you know, you, you would t you'd bring it up a lot and it would freak me out a little bit. It's scary. No, I know it's scary. I'm, but the, I'm, but I know. <laughs> but, but like, but you know, turning it that way where it really is like, it's about being kind to yourself and like loving to yourself. And that's actually how you work with the shadow. I don't know. It's so much easier for me to. Yeah. It's like dealing with your unconscious, the things that, you know, take the shame away from it or take like the harsh judgment of like things you want or desire that you're like, well, I shouldn't really do that. Right. And like, just being like, it's cool. I got you. So. Well, on that note. Okay. We love you. We love you. And we love your shadow selves. Oh my God, so much. <laughs> and we'll speak to you on the next cast. Bye. Bye. Bye.